Man, so, so good. How you guys doing? We are so glad you guys have joined us today. We are wrapping up our Don't Judge Me series. And really quick, just to recap what we've talked about, because it's been a phenomenal series and we've given you a ton of information. And one, I encourage you to go back and watch the messages maybe that you missed. But just to kind of recap what we talked about in week one, we talked about when it comes to judging others, we should ask ourselves four questions. We should look through the lens of these four questions. One, do I have all of the information in this situation, right? Do I have all of the information? Two, am I giving someone enough grace in this situation? We talked about probably not. You can't ever give somebody enough grace, right? And then three, am I being honest? Am I being truthful with this person? And then four, how would I want to be treated if the role was reversed? And then week Two, we talked about when others judge us, because I'm telling you, we live in a society where there's constant judging going on, right? I mean, it's just constant judging. We should really look through the lens of two things, right? When others judge us, one, is there any truth to what this person is saying? Is there something I, can, I could potentially grow from what they have to say? What is the truth about what God says about me, right? And then two, the second thing is, is that you are not limited to the label that somebody places on you. Remember that? So important. You're not limited to the label that somebody else places on you when they judge you. And then last week, we talked about at the end of our lives, what? We're all going to be judged. We're all going to be judged, right? And two things apply. One, if you are a Christ follower, you are God's son and daughter, that you are accepted. You should always remember that you are accepted. But then two, the challenge is, is that, hey, you're going to be accountable to what you do. For what you do with the time God gives you, with what you do with the resources that God gives you, you're going to be accountable in your life to God. We're all going to be judged. Now, today, we're going to take it a step further. We're going to actually say, who am I to judge others when I have so much to worry about when it comes to myself, right? When it comes to looking in the mirror at myself, I have so much to worry about. Who am I to judge others? Now, to kind of get us all on the same page and kind of break the ice here, how many of you guys do some traveling, right? You, you probably maybe travel for work, do a little vacation or something like that. Well, we do a lot of traveling. And one thing that's in common, if you travel anywhere on our roads, is this thing that has to do with the color orange, right? And sometimes there's barrels and sometimes there's traffic. You know what it is. Everybody say construction, right? I mean, construction. See, our family, we went down to Georgia right after Christmas and spent some time with extended family down there. And uh, we're driving back up home from Georgia. Everybody done that drive up 85, right? And then, I mean, you know what it's like. You've been spending all this time with extended family, and now you've been in the car for four hours. Everybody's ready to get home, right? You know what I'm saying? So we're coming up, and, you know, you get on the other side of Charlotte, and then we hit that construction. I mean, orange barrels everywhere. And you know what the signs are like? It says, hey, construction ahead, right lane ends, merge left, right? Merge left. And every, you see the brake lights, right? It's like, oh, brake lights everywhere. Now, here's what I know about in that circumstance is that all of us fall into two categories, okay? We're going to be honest here for a minute, right? We all fall into two categories when we see that sign, merge left. Some of you are very patient people, 
And as soon as it says merge left, you're like, mm, merge left. I want to wait patiently. And then there's other of us, right, including me, that we're going to stay in that right lane right up until we're going to hit a barrel, right? <laughs> Don't judge me. I've been in the car for four hours with my family, extended time with, vaca uh, with extended family. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to get home. And I'm fighting for that last second, right, to get over in that left lane. Now, here's what I know. No matter what category you find yourself in in that situation, here's what's happening in every one of those situations. Let's just be honest. There's a lot of judging going on, isn't there? <laughs> right? In fact, Allstate Insurance did a study. They scrutinized the drivers. I know, this is great. Scrutinized over 2,500 drivers, and they mined a wealth of information. And beneath that pile of research, there was one glaring discovery. You ready for this? When it comes to drivers, we judge other people by their actions and we evaluate ourselves by our intentions. We evaluate other drivers by their actions, but we evaluate ourselves by our intentions. It goes a little something like this, right? If you're that person in the right lane and you're traveling up there in that barrel and you're like, ah, oh, I gotta get that last little bit over. And then you get there and you're like, jerks, let me over. I'm trying to get over, I'm trying to get home. Right? I would never say jerks, but that's what happened. Right? Let's just be honest. Don't judge me. If you're in the left lane, you're like, well, if you guys would have just got over when the sign says merge, you wouldn't be stuck out there in the right lane. Right? There's a lot of judging going on. We judge other people by their actions, but yet we evaluate ourselves by our intentions. Now, that truth goes beyond the road. Right? Let's just be honest. That truth goes beyond the road. I mean, when it comes to other people, we judge them by their actions, but we evaluate ourselves by our intentions. We all do it. So how do we, how do we change that? How can we do something about that? So the cool thing is, is that the Bible actually has something to say about this, right? This is, this is great. See, there was this guy named Matthew. He was one of Jesus' 12 disciples, which means he followed Jesus, right? He was a follower of Jesus. And Matthew recorded a lot of Jesus' life in order that he could testify that Jesus is the Messiah to his Jewish friends, okay? So he had a lot of Jewish friends, and Matthew's like, I, I'm going to record everything that's happening because I want to testify to my friends that Jesus is actually who he says he is. He's the guy we've been waiting for for all this time. So Matthew's recording all of this life. And we're going to pick up the story where Matthew's recording one of Jesus' most famous sermons, we call it the Sermon on the Mount. And here's what Matthew records there in Matthew 7, 3, 5. He says, And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log, I think that should be like bold, a log in your own eye? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your own eye, when you can't see past the log in your own eye. Hypocrite, he says. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. See, we learned in week one that it's okay for us as Christians to judge others as long as we have really the right parameters, right? We, we look at those four questions that we ask ourselves. But then Jesus, in this verse, he kind of drops the bomb. It's one of those drop-the-mic moments. He's like, look, when it comes to judging other people, 
It should start with you. You have a log in your eye. You don't even know it. And you're worried about the sawdust, the dust in somebody else's eye, that little speck. Jesus is saying, wait a second. Hey, it starts with the man in the mirror, right? Jesus is saying, hey, have you you looked in the mirror at yourself? You got a log in your eye. Quit worrying about the dust in somebody else's eye. But see, this isn't what we like to use. Let me be honest with you. This is what we like to pick up. We like to look at everybody else and point out all of the dust and stuff in their eyes. We like to, we like to look through these. We, we don't, this is uncomfortable, right? This is uncomfortable. I, I don't want to pick up that. I want to look through these. Yeah. I want to see what everybody else is doing. I want to judge everybody else by their actions. And see, this is, this is where we're really comfortable. Oh, man, I tell you what, if I would have been them, this is what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, they got, they, they got themselves into that mess. i tell you how they got themselves in that mess, right? Or we say things like, uh, if I had their job and I made their kind of money, <laughs> I'd give to the church, right? Or if I had the kind of time that they have on their hands, oh, I'd serve, man, I would serve all the time. And we pick up the binoculars and we even look at things like stuff that's happening in our country. And we go, well, if the president, if legislation, if our Congress would just do this. And what Jesus is saying is, hey, pick up the mirror. In fact, this is our challenge for the day. Put down the binoculars and pick up the mirror. Jesus saying, hey, pick up the mirror. Notice the log that's in your own eye. Have you guys ever went out of the house before and you thought you looked one way and then somebody said, hey, you got a booger on your, your face, <laughs> right? Because you, you never did this. You never looked in the mirror, right? I mean, we can have the best intentions. We can leave the house, think we're dressed one way, but we don't pick up the mirror and actually put things into action. See, we're really good with intentions. And here's the deal. I I think for the majority of you here today, I mean, you have good intentions, right? I mean, I want to believe the best about you. We all have great intentions. We're really good at judging other people by their actions, but as long as we evaluate ourselves on our intentions, then we're good, right? We all have great intentions. And here's the reason that a lot of times our intentions never become action. You ready? Because we're scared. Because we're scared. We're scared that if we move from intentions to action, it's going to cost us something. Right? It's going to cost us time. It's going to cost us our energy. We're going to have to be emotionally involved in something. It's going to cost us something. And you know what? You're right. In fact, if you're a Christ follower, this is what Jesus had to say about you. Look, whoever wants to be my disciple, must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. See, there it is. I got to lose my life. I kind of like my life, Andy, right? I mean, we go into protection mode here. I'm comfortable, man. I kind of like my life. I don't want to lose my life. See, we're scared because we think it's going to cost us something. But see, a lot of times we misinterpret the Scripture. And here's what Jesus was actually saying. See, 
This wasn't a call for them to throw away their lives. This wasn't a call for you to throw away your life. It was actually a call for you to give your life to something bigger. It wasn't a call that you would just lose your life and, and like you no longer have it. It was actually a call to deny yourself for something bigger, to say no to your agenda for God's agenda. See, to deny yourself is to say no to you so you can actually say yes to something bigger. And here today, we're gonna give you an opportunity to say yes. We're gonna actually give you an opportunity to put down the binoculars and let's stop looking around at everybody and saying, well, if they would just do this and they would just do that, or our world would be better, our communities would be better if, if that person would just do that. We're gonna give you an opportunity to put down these and pick up the mirror. Because as MJ said, as Michael Jackson said, if we wanna see change in our community, if we wanna see change in our neighborhoods, if we wanna see change in our country, if we wanna see change in our schools, it's gonna start with each of us picking up the mirror. And yes, it's gonna cost you something. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, here we go, he's gonna ask us to do something. You're right. Oh, he probably wants something out of us today, right? Yeah. Listen, as your pastor, I, so, I am so less concerned about getting something out of you and giving something for you. I am so much more concerned about giving you something. Here's what I mean by this. My wife and I, we started coming to the summit Back in 2004, we were actually invited by a couple who actually attends here at our Oak Ridge location. See, the power of imitation, man, I'm telling you, you have no idea how God can use an imitation to change somebody's life. But back in 2004, we were invited to come here to the summit, and my wife and I, we, we, we loved this place. I'm just telling you, we were like, man, we got to find a way to get connected here at this church. And for us, that, that opportunity for us was through Impact Student Ministry. And in 2004, my wife and I, we started serving in student ministry. And my wife, she led a group of, of middle school girls and I got to lead a group of middle school guys. And we invested into these guys. And here's the cool thing for us, we were very fortunate that we were actually able to walk with these middle school boys and girls all the way to their graduation, all the way to high school graduation, over five years. Did it cost us something? Yeah. We had to give up some of our Sunday nights but here's, here's what we didn't know. Here's what we didn't know by us thinking it was gonna cost us something. We thought at first, it was like, man, I'm just gonna go in there and we're gonna do this and we're just gonna serve for God. And that's awesome, right? We all have that attitude. But here's what we didn't know was gonna happen. See, over these five years, as we were walking beside these middle school and high school kids, we started getting, getting to see life change take place in these students' lives. Got to see them start making decisions that were God-honoring. Some of them became... Christ followers. We got to actually experience them being baptized. How cool is that? We got to play such a small part in each of these kids' lives. But then just a few years ago, something really, really cool started happening. We started getting invitations in the mail to their weddings. Yeah, that's how old we are. Isn't that crazy? A lot of these students we invested in into, they have now gone to college, graduated, and they're now ready to settle down. And one in particular wedding that we went to last year, we're sitting there, we got seated at a table with 
a lot of the other students that we had invested into. And I'm looking around this table and there's five guys that I walked with for five years of their lives. And I'm, I'm catching up with all of them. I'm hearing the story about what God's doing in their lives. I'm watching one of the guys up there exchanging his vows before his wife and before God. And I had a moment where I stopped and I said, or I thought, what if we hadn't said yes? What if we hadn't said yes back in 2004? We would have missed out on all of this, not in any way where we try, I'm not trying to take credit. We had really little to do with it. But what I mean by it is we would have missed out on being able to see all this happen. And fast forward, 2013 comes around. Stephanie and I got asked to move from Kernersville, the Kernersville location over here to Oak Ridge to help kick off this thing. I gotta tell you, we were scared. I mean, we'd never done multi-site before. It was the first time we'd ever done it, right, as a church. We were just dabbling in this whole video teaching thing. Maybe we were even a little bit comfortable. I loved the job that I had. But eventually, after a few months of saying no, we ended up saying yes. And I'll never forget in that first year here, in the fall, we had our first baptism services down here. And I remember after the baptism service was over, or after we had done the baptism, I walked behind the curtain and what you didn't see is that I lost it. I was an emotional wreck. And I thought, man, what if, what if we hadn't said yes? What if our family had not said yes to that moment where God said, hey, lean in, I got this. We would have missed out on all of that. Now I'll tell you that because here, here's the deal. As your pastor, I believe God has a moment just like that in your future. I believe God has a moment where you're gonna look back and you're gonna go, man, what if we hadn't said yes back in February of 2018? We would have missed out on all of this. As your pastor, man, I desperately want you to have an experience like I've had because I'm telling you, it brings fulfillment like you ain't never had before in your life. But your what if you hadn't said yes moment hinges on this one word, yes. Your moment hinges on you saying yes to God, to putting down the binoculars, picking up the mirror and say, God, whatever it is, you want me to do, I want to say yes. God, I want to make our community as a better place. I want to make our schools a better place. God, I want to make this church a better place. And here today, we're going to give you that opportunity to say yes. We're doing things much different than what we normally do. We did this last year, if you remember, but today we're actually going to let you out really early. And somebody said, amen, right? We're not letting you out early so that you can leave and go get started on an earlier start to your day or to get to lunch. We wanted to set time aside in our services today to give you the opportunity to say yes to God, 
to say no to your agenda, but to say yes to God. And we're gonna give you some explanations of what we're gonna do here in just a few minutes. But today, my prayer for you is that whatever God nudges you to do, would you just lean into that? Would you be willing today to say yes? Because I'm telling you, God has a moment in your future that he's gonna whisper to you, what if you hadn't said yes? And where I know we're going as a church, all that lies ahead for us with the building and all these things, I'm telling you as a church corporately, we're gonna look back and we're gonna say, man, what if we hadn't said yes to these moments? So enough about talking about it. We're gonna give you this opportunity. In a minute, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray for you that today would be your moment to say yes. While I'm praying, our ushers are gonna come down and they're actually gonna pass these buckets. And in this bucket, there's gonna be a card. And for right now, I want you to be willing to just say yes. You're like, what am I saying yes to? I'm gonna explain, okay? And we're gonna walk beside you through this journey. And we're gonna help you be successful in saying yes. Because as a church, this is the most important thing that we believe that you can do. And some of you, maybe you've never even said yes to God, that you've never even accepted his free gift of salvation. Today could be that day for you that you say yes to that. But for others of you, you've been, you've been attending here for quite some time. And I gotta tell you, we, we actually need for you to say yes and partner with us to be able to do all the things that we feel like God's calling us to do here as a church. So I'm gonna pray, and then after I get done praying, I'm gonna give you some further instructions. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you that Matthew recorded all of these things, God, that so that he could testify to his friends, God. But who would have known that over 2,000 years later, God, we would be sitting here today being challenged with the words that you gave there in that sermon, God, to worry less about what other people are doing, God, and worry more about picking up the mirror and saying yes to your agenda, Father, to say no to, to our agenda. God, to deny ourselves, to die to ourselves, to pick up your cross and say yes to you today, Father. God, I pray right now for every person here that, God, that today they would be willing to say yes to you. I pray this in Jesus' name.